0: is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
1: about you yeah! this, Cowboys?
0: This, this, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys
2: World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand on Elliot, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the Touchdown. It is a rare Sunday edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Geico on DallasCowboys.com, as we are 46 days away from kickoff of the 2021 NFL season, and the Cowboys certainly underway here at Training Camp 2021. Kyle Yeomans, Mickey Spagnola, we've got Rob Phillips, and Rob, how about this? We've got Spagnola on time today.
1: I found him. I found him in the cafeteria (laughs) this morning. I said, we do have a show, so let's go, and I followed him to his room and made sure that he followed me me to
0: the trailer and then we got out here. I needed no help. Did you? I needed no help. You just needed a nudge. I was up. I gave you a, nudge. a reminder. Nope. I knew. Did you get your bike ride Sunrise bike ride in? Today day? was a day of rest for these old legs. Oh, okay. That's
2: that's we, good. They we, need that every once we've in a while.
0: It's regeneration day, right? <laughs> Regen. You and McCarthy Me worked and McCarthy. out your schedule? <laughs> Regen today. It's Absolutely.
2: Oh, uh, McCarthy and Mickey in cahoots with the uh, the regeneration schedule. But there is no regeneration this weekend for the Cowboys. We're kind of sandwiched in between a couple of practices. It's the first days of back-to-back practices out here in Oxnard, uh, practice number two yesterday. Any general thoughts to get us kicked off of what you saw yesterday, Rob?
1: Well, I thought the second practice was, i, I don't want it's too early to say win for defense, win for offense, but I thought Dak Prescott was terrific, especially in the two-minute work. Um, I, I think he had one incompletion and probably a touchdown pass. They didn't give the last throw to Noah Brown because he was clearly out of bounds, had a great catch to go get it. He might have scored the play before, uh, but I just thought Dak showed really good command in that in that scenario and, and you know, connection with his wide receivers. You know, he hasn't been in team drills since really before the injury last October, so this is kind of new for him to get back into, you know, full practice, and I thought it was a good day for him, and there were certain defensive players that definitely stood out as well.
0: Yeah, it wasn't 11-on-9 or whatever they did in OTAs <laughs> yeah. and minicamp. Yeah. camp uh, or the defensive line wasn't there. And so he had a little clutter around him. And, you know, it takes a while once when you haven't played quarterback to get back on the field and see things. you you got to get used to all the congestion out there. And, you know, you can do all the drills you want, but you got to be out there and see things. And that's why, you know, he knows – you know, it may not be the first preseason game. He needs to play in preseason. There's no doubt about it. I remember when Tony Romo uh, had missed the, the, one of the seasons that he missed, and, and his point was I need to play in preseason because I need to remind myself of the congestion. I need to remind myself that i got to look to see where the play clock is uh, and be mindful uh, of the play clock and just get used to uh, being on the field with everybody and all the noise. And, and, and he thought uh, preseason was uh, important for him. Now, unfortunately, he did a little <laughs> too much the one preseason and got hurt. Uh, but, yeah, it's necessary. So, yeah, I thought it was a better day for him. Um, and then just all around, probably a better day for the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, C.D. Lamb with another one-handed catch. Uh, Cedric Wilson with a one-handed Cedric catch. Cedric Wilson pulled one in. Um um, the rookie, Fihoko, Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice deep ball catch. Yep. So yeah, but then uh, the defense made some plays too. I finally saw uh, Calvin Joseph get a hand on a, on a football or two. So that was somewhat new because uh, we haven't seen him practice, and it's going to take him some time too. So yeah, I thought all in all it was a it was a pretty good day. And by the way, the uh, the coaching staff. Uh, or the training staff probably would uh, pick a bone with you about the first back-to-back practice because they <laughs> consider the conditioning day like a practice true. for all the running they did. So they did running, practice, regen, practice, practice now today before tomorrow's official day off mm-hmm. because they don't have to
2: like go to meetings or anything <laughs> like that. Go out and condition and run. Yeah. One
0: exactly. more thing about Dak.
1: 'Cause Kellen Moore said something interesting during his podium talk about how as a quarterback you want to get hit coming off an injury. It it's it feels good. It feels like you're you're kind of knocked back into the game. I don't want to see too much of that nope. from Dak Prescott. And that's my question to Mickey is like how how much do you want to see him in preseason? Because yeah, I agree with you. He probably it's it feels the game, get back out there, but I don't
0: want him tested too much on Mike McCarthy. I can probably manage that by the plays I call as an offensive coordinator. I can get a couple quick throws, a couple quick throws over the middle. Uh, I don't want to see him doing scramble drill in preseason games. please, no, thank you. By the way, that's that's
1: where Tony got in trouble in 2016. Mm -hmm.
0: And I don't want to see him running with the ball. You know, you just throw it away or throw it in the ground in disgust. Uh, That play has gone away in training camp. Troy Aikman was great at it. When he would get pissed off – at guys not doing what they were supposed to do or they didn't run the right route or the blocking wasn't right, he'd throw the ball on the ground and then you'd hear him cussing. Like, come on! You know, but he would, when you saw him throw the ball in the ground, you knew he wasn't happy. Sounds like you. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. not happy with us. That's <laughs> right. I'm gonna, I'll throw the mic in the ground. Yeah, whenever him. we not happy come on, we would take come our, on t- let's
2: go take our break. And Mickey's just throwing his headset across the table <laughs> and Beamer's <laughs> over in the corner, like covering his ears for safety. But uh, continuing on with a little bit of this Dak Prescott talk and, and the importance of getting those reps in the preseason, because, sure. I don't know if there's been a guy in the past that's been so open about flipping a switch between practice and the game, about forcing things and, and trying some things out in practice and kind of pushing the limits to know whenever game time comes around, then that, that's what you can and cannot do, and it allows you to be successful. However, he hasn't played football in almost a full year. So maybe he needs to go and look at the timing and look at the decision-making that you have to have against an actual NFL defense in real game time action like a preseason instead of maybe sitting out and just having one drive here and one drive there, and then, I don't know, maybe he does need more snaps along the way.
1: I would take it one step further and say there are half a dozen players on the starting offense that didn't play
2: either in a
1: year or Zach Martin missed six games and Zeke was playing hurt a lot of last season, especially down the stretch, and we're talking about Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins, Blake Jarwin. So, I mean, they, as a group, I think it would be beneficial to get out there, have a nice, efficient drive or two in preseason. I think that's that's good. Hall of Fame game, I mean, typically that's, a, uh, that's reserved for the young guys, especially back in the day when it was five preseason games. But yeah, I think at some point it'll be good for the entire group to just get out there against an opponent for a little bit.
0: No, I think you're right, and and probably not the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, probably, probably not. Yeah, That's going to get punted, right? <laughs> but after that, no, they need to be out there. I mean, there's, you can't. You're right. You can't just turn it on, especially at the quarterback position, right? You you, you got to play quarterback. Um, I remember, and I think I've told you this story once. One summer, it's um, probably after they like around 94 and Emmett Smith had won a couple rushing titles and they basically weren't going to play him in preseason Mm -hmm. and so I go up to him I said well don't you have to like get out there and get used to getting hit again and he looked at me he goes are you crazy I know what it feels like to get hit I don't need to be reminded right (laughs) and I said okay I retract the question your honor uh and uh uh, it was pretty funny and and he had a point i think from a running back standpoint whatever you're doing in practice you're you're getting hit a little bit because back then they actually hit in practice yeah uh, True. And, and, and took people to the ground at times so. a little bit
2: different than the quarterback position now yes. where they're protected in practice you don't actually have that physicality back and forth and maybe it does take a little bit of an adjustment period to finally get back and get used to that now Switching over to the defensive side of the football, of course, practice one was a, a positive uptick for the defense, and I think the offense kind of got back after him yesterday. Even uh, Zeke talked about it in his press conference after the first uh, day on the gridiron. He said, hey, it was nice seeing the defense get after us a little bit. It was nice to have a little pushback, and then uh, turning around yesterday, I think the offense may have had the upper hand, Rob.
1: Yeah, I do. I, I think you know we touched on the connection between Dak and his receivers I thought there were some nice throws the last couple days by Garrett Gilbert, by Ben DiNucci. We didn't see Cooper Rush mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. Uh, apparently he's got a tight back, so we'll see how that goes you know, day to day here going forward. They do practice again today. But, yeah, I, I thought it was just more efficient in the drills from the offense. But there, defensively, there were guys, Mick, that continued to stand out. I mean, Trayvon Diggs continues to make plays on the ball. Uh, Micah Parsons continues to be everywhere. Uh, working different drills, um, you'll see him rushing off the edge. You'll see him covering 50 yards downfield in a seven-on-seven drill to go mm-hmm. break up a pass. Um, and Randy Gregory is looking. And I, I again. No, say it. Let's, say it, Rob. You know, let's just let's just put, put it out there. Say it. With well, you we have to, everything has to be a disclaimer. They're not in pads. We've I'm been just here. Saying. We've been here two days. But yeah, dinner last night. We're talking about like you know what's. What, where's the cap room to re-sign him to a big deal after the season because he's going to have a big year. After the, the season, season,
0: get it done. Well, yeah. yeah, or now. now I'm whatever. cool with that, too. Brad You're, Sham was giving him a gold <laughs> jacket yesterday while we were watching practice. That's who I had dinner with last night, and that's what we were talking oh, about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Maybe that <laughs> yeah. rubbed off a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> say it with your chest, Rob. I mean, Randy
1: Gregory's going to have a big year, right? I, th- I mean, the, what we've seen, absolutely. And what really, what we saw in 10 games last year with 20 snaps a game, you extrapolate that over 16 games, he had three-and-a-half sacks. He can be a double-digit sack guy
0: for this group,
1: and I think he needs to be because oh.
0: it's not a super deep position that they have. That's another mistake they made last year after he was eligible to play, giving him only 20 snaps a game. Are you serious? He was the best thing they had out there rushing the quarterback, and they were kind of just gingerly using him. We, we, guys might have missed this because I wrote the column about him just before we kind of all went on vacation um, but I, I basically pointed out he was my Mr. Relevant. He needed to become relevant this year and mm-hmm. take over and take that step to the point where they thought what they were getting when they drafted him in the second round uh, in 2015. He needs he needs to be a stud out there. They yeah. need that, and from everything we're seeing, uh, it's only two practices. Pads aren't on, but boy. He is active, and I'm not talking about just rushing the quarterback. He stopped two runs mm-hmm. that were major for a right defensive end to set the edge. The first time, they tried to get Zeke outside, and he turned him back inside because he beat him to the outside spot. And then the second time, they tried to run an end around to suck in the defensive lineman going one way, and they I believe it was CD was coming the other way, and he would have dropped him for maybe a 5 or 10 yard loss on that end around cuz he jumped on the outside and he was fast enough and quick enough. I'll tell you what, it's a good start to training camp for him and if you consider this is his first training camp since 2018 mm. and his first off season since his rookie year and I think it's starting to show that boy, he he he's 6-4. I don't know what they've got him listed weight, maybe about 2 250, 260, uh, and his body is completely different than when they, they got him at him. 258, and you remember when yeah. he got here, he was 240, yeah. and by the end of the training camp, he was 230 because he couldn't keep the weight on, and uh, he just looks he looks like he should be in number 94, by the way. Mm. Yeah,
1: and, and you that's, mentioned— It's a bold that's, statement, that's, Mickey Spagnolo <laughs> That's high praise there. I like there. it. I mean, you mentioned his run defense, which people get – that gets lost with Demarcus Lawrence too yes. because that's a part of the position that nobody talks about. But, I, I mean, I do focus on his pass rush ability. That's why I asked Dan Quinn about it the other day because if you watch him in these – and we've seen him play, obviously, but you watch him in these pass rush drills, it is rare bend around the edge. The way he can bend and get inside to the quarterback. I, I've tweeted this last night. I haven't seen a Cowboys rusher do that since I've been here. Demarcus Ware is in the Hall of Fame – Better player, but not as bendy. he, He has rare bend. He really does. And like Mickey said, it just comes down to him being available. And based on what they did or didn't do in free agency in the draft, they're counting on him to play most of the snaps and all the games at right defensive end because it's not it's not a super deep position. They address tackle. We talked about that the other show. But not as much on the, on the edge, and Micah Parsons can help
0: supplement that a little bit. We could just name him the rubber band man. <laughs> I like that. Because he's like big.
2: I like that a lot. Um, before we take this to break, I want to kind of keep this going and, and uh, look on the positive side of things. What can the ceiling be for both Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence if they're both on the field at the same time? Because that's, the, that's a problem for offenses. That's going to be an issue. What is the ceiling if you had to put those guys out there and they're both healthy and starting? I know Demarcus Lawrence is on the pup list at the moment. He should be ready to go by week one is what we've been told. So if they're both out on the field, what is the, the, the top of what they could do, Mick? Oh,
0: this team, if they do what we think they should do, then their their sack total as a team is going to rise Greatly. You think it could double from last year? I, I, I they they ended up with thirty, I think thirty, 30 something, 35, 37, something like give that. Give you the exact which stat is here not in a not good. It's it's almost way average. low average. Yeah. Uh, it needs to be in the fifties, and and if they can do that together, uh, and Demarcus Lawrence uh, has his Robin on the other side, uh, you know they could possibly both reach
2: double digits. 31 yeah. sacks last year for the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, I mean, back they they haven't gotten sacks as a team in the 50s probably since Wade Phillips was head coach. Probably,
2: when probably had,
0: 2009. Yeah, my guess is
1: D. Ware in his prime. Anthony Spencer was a, a very good player, and I think that was the last time they had two guys with double-digit sacks. I think that's the ceiling. I think that's you know, with a healthy Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory playing an entire season, hopefully, I think that's definitely possible. We got a mailbag question about like the over/under on. Between those two guys and Micah Parsons, could they get like 25 sacks just between the three of them? I think it's possible. Oh, I think they could. I mean, it's possible, but a lot of things have to go right, and you know, it, it's just it's hard to project a little bit because Randy has played so little. He's played 30 games in his career, but he, but he, the talent is there. It's so obvious.
2: You also remember that this is going to be a 17 game regular season. Yeah. You could double that number to 60 plus. If you really wanted to. Let's up the ante then. (laughs) (laughs) We could turn it up all the way. It's going to be five more than we (laughs) predicted. Ooh, five sacks a game from Mickey Spagnola. The other
1: thing too is can the offense stay healthy and build leads where your defense can tee off a little bit. Can get after it. When you're playing from behind like you did every every game last year, that's a little difficult to do. I
0: saw an interesting thing after practice. Um, I hung out back down the other end, and we had a little one-on-one schooling going on, um, taught by Professor Tyron Smith Mm. to the young Micah Parsons. Mm. Uh, They were practicing his get-off in pass rush, and uh, Tyron was trying to show him that if you're going to use that inside spin move, you got to make contact with me before you start spinning. Because if you start spinning before we have contact, I'm just sitting here waiting on you, and I'll I'll, I'll just punch you out. So he was making sure that he – make sure you get into the left tackle before you start spinning. You know, it's sort of like that – was it Blazing Saddles when the, the guy was, the, you know, the sword he was zipping it around? <laughs> oh, gosh, I never shit. saw it. And 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 the and the guy he was zipping it at is looking at him very quizzically, and then he picks out a gun and shoots him. <laughs> so. The point is you got, you got with this if you know don't, don't, <laughs> don't be doing all these fancy moves when you're three yards away from the guy you're trying to beat. You got to get into him. So then he got, finally got him to get into him on the spin move and then he was showing him how he's got to use his hands to knock my hands off. And they went at it for a good 10, 10 minutes and, and finally near the end, uh, he, he got Tyron. And, and Tyron just sit there and smile like a proud papa, right? And a, wow. It was very interesting, though, that he pulled him aside and they actually worked on that. That's so. an
2: awesome note because that also just tells me that Micah Parsons booked bookend his practice yesterday with getting out there early. He was working with Dan Quinn. There's a video on my Twitter of that working on his pass rush moves. Right. Yeah. And then he bookends it with having Tyron Smith talking about his pass rush and moves. And see, at and the, the key thing
0: for him is if. If they're going to play it the way they did in standard defense with three Mm -hmm. linebackers out there, they had him on the strong side, and when he was on the strong side, he was playing on the line of scrimmage, like right right in front of the tight end. So that lets the offense know, okay, is he going to cover my guy one-on-one, or is he coming? And and I I thought it it really looks like an interesting possibility because he was running with those tight ends, by the way. It's almost like, well, heck, running with the tight ends on that one scramble drill, C.D. Lamb was screwing around at the line of scrimmage, and all of a sudden he takes off and just goes deep almost to the end zone. And who's running with him, Micah Parsons? Number eleven step for Step. It was number one, number one, right? <laughs> Draft choices. Yeah, step well, back step. to back he's, down it, the field. He's
1: been lined up with Zeke too, covering mm-hmm. Zeke, which is no easy task as well. I mean, he's just his
0: versatility is uncommon. It really it really is. And I was just, I was just wishing, and no offense to anybody that. Anybody that said, no, they shouldn't have taken a linebacker that high, you should be out here and watch what this guy's doing. Yeah,
2: he's pretty special, and he's taking advantage of every opportunity he can throughout practice as a rookie. That's certainly important in his first training camp. Another rookie taking advantage of his time on the practice field, Nashawn Wright, can he somehow play his way into a starting cornerback role? Well, that's one of the fan questions we've got when we return for Fans on the 50 here on Talking Cowboys presented by GEICO. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you'll see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more. Do more. Essilor here on Talking Cowboys. I forgot my Essilor lenses today. Oh. I'm upset about that. That's that's on me. It, you know, yeah, that's on me. I got to be better. You can't have that. We have no, practice here. No, we got an an hour. practice. I know Con- they're actually contact I, lenses. They're or in my glasses. I have, I have the contacts in right now. Oh, okay. So that's why I didn't have the Esselors on. So I'm not seeing as clearly, Mick. I can't see your face from here because of uh, Esselor, <laughs> But they do a great job over there, and are going to hook Rob up here in a couple weeks, and that's exciting. Excited to get Isaiah in a training camp. He's going to be here in a couple weeks, or I guess about a week from today or tomorrow, something like that. He comes in, and he's going to be here for a week of training camp, and nice. he'll he'll have the goggles back out for the oh. Laura Reed, no doubt about that. I know it. we got some time now for some fans on the 50. Fans First being hit, on the That sounder 50. in the back. Starting things off with the one that I, I teased going into break, and we'll start with you on this one, Mickey. And you can feel free to downplay this if you want, but of course, Nashawn Wright, cornerback, rookie out of Oregon State, has really looked impressive. Is there a chance, any realistic scenario, that he plays into a starting role the way that he's been performing this offseason? If he does, he's going to have to change sides.
0: Okay. Because he's playing behind Trayvon Diggs, and he's probably not beating him out for a starting job. Diggs has looked really good, too. Yes, he has. So, And on the other side, they've got Anthony Brown and Kelvin Joseph. So it'll be interesting if how they decide to maybe uh, move him around. I don't think he's a slot corner at his size. He'd no. have trouble there. Um, but, you know, who knows? Uh, one of the other corners can play inside. Uh, Anthony Brown's played inside. Uh, I would Kelvin think play inside. Kelvin could play, but I haven't seen him in the slot mm-hmm. yet. Uh, and, and then you can bring him in if Calvin was a starter to you know, play the other side, but so far he's been on the right side behind uh, behind Trayvon Diggs. So um, we'll, we'll see on that. All I know is they went through growing pain, pains with the rookie corner last year, starting game one. I don't know you want to go through that again.
2: And there's two of them that are clamoring for a starting job, Mr. Kelvin Joseph and Nishan Wright, at the same time, Rob.
1: Yeah, that's where I was going. I mean, I think from an experience standpoint, I like Trayvon Diggs put his name in pen for starting cornerback job. He's got one. I would still lean toward Anthony Brown on the other side to give you some more experience, at least week one. That's just my projection. Sure. We'll see how it goes. But, yeah, I, th- I think Kelvin Joseph will push, and I think he'll play his rookie year, maybe be a starter at some point. Um, and Nashawn Wright, Nashawn Wright will be continuing to develop, to develop and be there potentially. But I go back to what happened last year. Every cornerback got hurt, so both guys have to be ready to play, and there's a chance that, based on injuries, Nashawn Wright might be a starter at some point as a rookie. Maybe that's not the plan, but it could happen, so he's got to be ready.
2: As a top 100 pick, I mean, the the question from Ernie was, is there a realistic scenario? I think there definitely is a realistic scenario because, like you just said. Well, where are you putting him? I, I think it would be an injury sort of deal that's what i was kind of leading to is that there's anything is realistic at this point and we saw that last year in 2020 i'm not saying he would play into a starting spot unless there's somebody in front of him that's not on the depth chart anymore via injury and that's that's kind of the the way i was thinking which is definitely realistic but i think there's some some dominoes that have to fall first in order to do that
0: they asked the question ernie ernie Ernie, let's get the pads on first before we get starters. <laughs> Has he looked impressive, though? Yes. Yes. Because yes. every practice he gets a hand on the ball. Yes, he does.
2: Now, direction. I don't
0: know who's throwing it. I don't know who he's covering all the time, but he gets his hand on a ball. Two
2: of his PBUs in practice number one came against number four. Yeah, but number four is just throwing the ball. Nah, that's true, but <laughs> let's, you let's still got to
0: get a handle the ball. Let's
2: qualify. Give him a little it. bit of credit. I, I just want to slow the, the the steamroller down <laughs> just a little. That's okay. <laughs> we we can we can we can do that. Uh, how does Jarwin look so far after returning from his ACL injury? That question is from Jake Mickey Spagnola.
0: I wrote a note down here. Um, Jarwin running real well and cutting. So to me. He uh, doesn't look like he's he's got any uh, lasting effects from the torn ACL. He's running well. He's cutting well. Um, now he just needs to get in the flow of the offense after he missed, what, all but 20 snaps last year? Mm-hmm. It was 20 snaps, I think, in the season opener, yeah. and then he got hurt. So, yeah. Uh, he looks fine to me. I think they've got something going with a two-tight end offense, too. Unfortunately, that means one of the wide receivers has to come (laughs) off the field.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, how much are they going to get away from 11 personnel? Because that was like uh, two-thirds of the time that's what they did, I want to say. And for good reason? For good reason. Because you Um, have three studs on the outside? Yeah, but to Mickey's point, I think Blake and and Dalton Schultz have – Skill sets that complement each other as well. So I think that's a package you can get to. I'm with him. I, I think he's looked good. I haven't seen any effects from from the knee. I think there was one route on air between Dak and Blake that they missed each other on yesterday. And that's just. I think it's probably just the timing thing. Just getting him back in the flow and and getting his timing back, and that'll come.
2: One of the notes that I wrote down, and Mickey and I were standing next to each other for a good amount of practice yesterday, and I said, "Jarwin looks 100% healthy. And he looks a little bigger too, mm. and, and maybe that's just because I'm closer than I have been. Because whenever I started doing on-air work, we were up in the booth and doing whatever different things. So. Well, if
0: you think about it, when you're rehabbing like that, strength a, a, a leg injury, then you know that you, nothing stops you from upper body weightlifting yeah. and putting on, you know, good weight." Uh, uh, with w- spending time in the weight room. So, yeah,
2: I think uh, uh, he probably does look a little bit bigger. Yeah, no, I agree. This final question comes from Chewy, great name, by the way, on Twitter. Who is likely to be the punt returner in the st- or at the start of the season? And the reason why he asked this question is he says, please don't let it be 88 because he's too valuable. What's his name? Chewy. So- Chewy. Sorry, Chewy. Chewy. Yep. You're you're chewing (laughs) up the wrong
0: (laughs) (laughs) number. Eighty-eight is going to return punts because he is valuable. Yeah, it's it. it, it, Punt returns not a blow off play, right? It's significant, and and if I got a guy that can do what he can do, he's out there returning punts. Let
1: me just. I agree with you, and he did have some explosive plays, and he nearly had some more last season, which they haven't had in past years. Nope. They've had reliable guys. Cole Beasley was reliable, but he wasn't going to get you you know, a 20-plus yard return. C.D. Lamb can do that. I'm not saying Amari Cooper is going to miss a bunch of time here, but mm. if they are just hypothetically, if they were to have some depth
0: issues at wide receiver, would you change your thinking during the season? No. Now, okay. you said reliable. If I need reliable, I put Cedric Wilson out there, just go catch it. Right, if I'm not gonna return the punt, safe return. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. yeah. But did you see the guys catching punts yesterday? Yes. You I know, it was off the jugs machine. But everybody um, almost everybody we're on camera, right? Yes, we okay, are. Okay. So almost everybody <laughs> yes. everybody's sitting there ready to catch the ball, that's this thing. Right? they're 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 just adjusting every step of the way, right? He stands there like this. And then all of a sudden, he puts his hands out and catches it. Like, mm-hmm. he knows where the ball's going to land. He doesn't have to adjust his feet. He doesn't have to adjust his hands. And and, and it's not easy. You, you saw what Zeke did, right? When he went out there, I said, oh, this mm-hmm. is going to be good. And all of a sudden, Zeke's trying to catch it like this, and it's five yards over his head the first <laughs> time. He catches the ball. It's like... It's it, it's like the, a can of corn, you know. They used to call in baseball, and you know why they started that saying, right? Why is that? Because back I should
2: know this. I used to put work in baseball back
0: in the day in the grocery stores when they had high high uh, uh. shelves. Mm-hmm. They used to have a pole, and they would pull the can down, and you catch it like a can of corn, okay. right? So that's this
2: is only the insight that Mickey Spagnola can
0: provide you. That's on right, the Cowboys. Because the grocery stores probably don't stack their stuff that high anymore. You don't have to get a pole. Yeah, you don't have to get a pole. Well, people grew taller, right? Wait, so Um, where are you going with this? Where's the connection between grocery stores and CDLM? He catches it like a can of corn. Okay, okay. You you know, just like (laughs) in baseball when they'd say, oh, it's a high pop-up. It's a can of corn, you know, and you catch it. He also had a cool (sighs)
1: little uh, juggling act after practice where he would – They were trying to catch as many as they
0: could, but he would toss one up in the air, catch it one handed, and then catch the other one. Catch the other one, so he could hold the other one in this hand, get rid of the one in this hand, and then catch the thing he threw in the air. So I saw. I'm not a producer, but look for that on Hard Knocks. Who was trying? Oh, probably. Who was one of the guys was trying to do it, and he couldn't throw the ball up in the air straight. straight. Was Cedric. it Cedric? Yeah, he would throw it out he'd throw in front. Throw it out of him. in front of him, then he's mm-hmm. lunged he'd <laughs> catch this one and he can't catch the other one, right? Well, don't you remember Janoris Jenkins when they did that in training camp that one year when Bill was here and and he, they were trying to catch, see how many the, and I think he no. caught like five, wasn't it? Pac-Man did it. No, Pacman, that's right. Two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah. Pac Man yeah. did it. Yeah, he caught Mike like Jenkins. Mike Jenkins, Mike. Maybe. Jenkins.
1: I thought it was Pac Man
0: not Yeah, it was Pac-Man. That's right. And then everybody kept had, trying to do it. He had like six at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can of corn. Can of corn.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting to to think about the, the decision that's going to go into the punt returner. Great question, He Got us down a little bit of a rabbit hole there. But it, it, at some point, and I think, Rob, you ask a, a good question because it's a decision that would have to be made. If there's depth issues at wide receiver or if C.D. Lamb just – takes that second-year leap and turns into maybe the best receiver or future receiver on this Cowboys roster, do you still put him out there? Is 20 yards on every couple punt returns more valuable than having a healthy number one wide receiver? I I just think at this point they're not afraid to do that,
1: uh, to put him out there at all. No. Right now, no. no. It ain't
0: 20 yards. It's the 60 yards that I could get. That would be nice. There's that. And, you know, like, because the
1: common example for – the opposite thinking is, well, they never let Des Bryant do it. Well, Des Bryant, I think sometimes with Des they were trying to protect Des from Des. Sure because Des was so physical and wanted to always you know you know not not live to, to play another down, you know what I mean? And I think that was
0: one reason why they didn't do that with Des. Well yeah. did you trust Des to make the right decision? Well, I, okay, maybe <laughs> like there's fair that too, catch. But- maybe I got a fair catch this one. Okay, maybe I, well, I wouldn't trust him. But no, but fine. But there's
1: also like you just said earlier, there's situations where you can have a safe return or if yeah. the other team's backed up and there's a clear return situation. They used to do that with Terrence Newman too. Yeah. You could have done that with Des, but I don't think they trusted Des to just you know, just go down. You know, Dez is going to fight for every inch. And and that, that was one reason why they didn't let him do that. That's
2: a good point. It's a good point. When we come back here on Talking Cowboys, we're going to talk about the offensive line a little bit and maybe kind of go deeper into that scramble drill that we were talking about with Dak Prescott a little bit earlier and see why they've been running that so much. Right here when we return on Talking Cowboys from Oxnard.
0: Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites, for just ten bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com/cowboys and use the code word Team JB. That's getjackblack.com/cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, ten bucks, free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not
2: Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys at AT&T Stadium this season. A limited number of single-game, standing-room-only tickets are currently on sale now. Get yours today at dallascowboys.com slash tickets. Final segment here of Talking Cowboys. We've got to get off a little bit early today because Mike McCarthy speaking up on the podium here in training camp 2021 presented by American Airlines. Mickey Bagnola, Rob Phillips, I'm Kyle Yeomans. And, Rob, I'll start with you on this one. It is just... Nothing but refreshing to see the starting offensive line back together. Lyle Collins, Tyron Smith, along with Zach Martin. You've even got Connor Williams, Tyler Biotish. The front five are out there, the and they're running in team drills, 11-on-11. 11 11. How refreshing is it to see that again?
1: Extremely refreshing, and it's nice to hear from Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins like we did a couple in the last couple days. Lyle talked yesterday and talked about how – just about the long road back, 18 weeks, he was on a walker, then crutches. Couldn't bathe himself at times for after the hip surgery. Gosh. I mean, that, that that is the type of stuff we don't see and hear about um, when guys are coming back from serious injuries. He said he never considered retirement. That was a false report out there. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's they've been out – we've talked about Blake Jarwin. Both those guys have been out there moving well. Uh, I don't see anything um, – you know that's out of the ordinary there, and I think both guys. Lyle said in 2019 his hip started bothering him. Tyron's had kind of that residual back neck stuff for a while. I think these surgeries are supposed to permanently fix those issues. So I think there's a comfort level there, and a great job by by Britt Brown in the rehab process as well. Um, if if there's a question mark for me, it's some of the depth issues they have, or depth questions on the offensive line. Who's the swing tackle? Who's the backup center? Mm-hmm. I think those questions still have to be determined, but it's great
0: to see the starting five out there for sure. So this is a bad visual, but he couldn't bathe himself? No. That's what he said. Yep. Did anybody else who did it? Nope. I
2: I didn't want no. to. I, we, we, he no. talked
1: about his support system, that his family
0: <laughs> was around. I didn't want,
1: you know, let's not get into too much detail here. Uh,
0: it, it, it was as sort of refreshing as waking up every morning here, and it's 62 degrees. <laughs> That's how refreshing it was. Um, We're just in the ditch every second. <laughs> what? <laughs> got to pull uh, ourselves back out. Yep. Keep going. Keep going. What else you got, Mick? No, I, I, I have no problems with the starting five. I think mm-hmm. it's solid as can be. But, yeah, I'm keeping my eye on the swing tackle, and I'm keeping my eye on the backup center because – no one on this roster behind Biadas snapped the ball in an NFL game last year mm-hmm. that's considered a backup center. Uh, one of them's a, a, a rookie free agent, right? The other one's a guy that played guard that they're moving to center who had played some center at Nebraska.
2: Farniak did get drafted, which is one But thing. he didn't play in the NFL. But you're right. He was, right, yeah, that was my point. Those are the two that have had snaps at center outside of Biotish, and right. by the way, both of them in the first two practice have had a fumble, have and, had, a, had a bad snap at a And finally
0: they got um, – so when they do – when the stretching's going on and the quarterbacks are doing their deal on the other field and they get somebody to they, – they practice snap into the center, right? Mm-hmm. And Connor Williams is over there. Yeah, he, and, last year too. And, and he actually got – a snap with the seconds yesterday in practice, and sailed it five feet over the quarterback's head uh, in a yeah. shotgun. Yeah, Tizucci well, didn't have a chance. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know that they consider. Somebody I saw read something that they considered him the backup center, and I that that's f- the furthest from the truth because Farniak. It, Farniak, Farniak is and, and Minicamp was in there the with the second. By right? the
1: way, he didn't play a lot of center in college either.
0: No. He didn't really no, play that's what his, saying until his senior him. year at Nebraska. Yeah, he was they mostly a tackle him. and guard. He, he was a tackle guard, uh, and guard, and I think they ended up moving him back to guard, you know, so it's been a, And then everybody talks about Connor McGovern. The last time Connor McGovern actually played a season uh, of center, at Penn State was 2017. Was a sophomore, Well, right? and
1: yeah, and I, I talked to him at minicamp, and he said I'm basically working at guard right
0: now. Yeah, he's and not. And taking I haven't. I rest, haven't. So, I see yeah. him sometimes doing that pre-practice snap stuff, but other than that, he's been at guard. So, um, keep an eye out for Jumbo Joe at some point.
1: Mm. Uh,
2: well, I think it's it's in their hip pocket probably if he kept himself in shape. You think that could be a, a after week one thing with the the not. Guaranteed veteran yes, contracts. You yes, can, it could be. It if may take some time if he's in shape. But again,
0: w- what are what are the COVID rules?
2: It's true because it would take about five days for right. an unvaccinated player to come in and right. do it. And we, of is course, he vaccinated? Is Joe he
0: unvaccinated? Um, is he in shape? Because he could eat himself right out of a job. By it's the true. way, um, so I think they got to let these young guys. Uh, yeah right I could eat myself out of a job too <laughs> let these young guys just let's see what they got and again we're we're saying all this stuff and the pads haven't come up not out. yeah not one padded practice
1: since the end of last season
0: yet. So, so I think yeah. we have to wait but yeah. but you you know what for, for for the backup tackle spot yeah yeah you can watch their footwork right and, and mm-hmm. it almost tells you can they do this or can't they do this
2: so um, what do you think about ty andsecchi
0: right now? I'm not overly impressed yep um, Same. I, I would like to see more of Josh Ball. They're going to give him a chance. Okay. Um, he may have to get stronger at some point, and I mean, can't do that in a month. Um, Terrence Steele is still there taking second team reps at and he's both getting, tackle spots, at, yeah, at he both, was back but part. mostly at the right side, right? Mm-hmm. Brandon
1: Knight, we've seen him a little at guard. He's been at guard, right? Um, and, you know, it, I, you've said this, and I agree with you. If you get into the season and there's a break glass emergency situation, Zach Martin could be my right tackle. He's my right tackle. So right I would now. do that
2: too. And I
0: because wish they would have done because that. Because you know year. why? I, I trust Connor McGovern to go in and play guard now. Okay. I think the reason they were hesitant last year because they weren't sure McGovern was ready to play after mm-hmm. missing all the previous season. And then when they got comfortable with him playing guard, it was like, okay, is he playing guard? Better than Terrence Steele playing right tackle. Yes. And the answer was yes. The whole best five
1: thing. Right, yeah.
0: right, exactly. And so I think he's got their confidence now that, yeah,
2: the drop of a hat, Zach Martin's going out there. I ain't messing around. So starting five offensive line right now compared to last year's training camp, you feel much better.
1: Yeah, well, at least I like at the, the moment. oh, yeah, no.
2: I don't know about training camp.
0: I uh, two games into the season, I feel much better. Well, right, that's true. Because you didn't have Lale
2: Collins, you didn't have Tyron Smith. Yeah. Um, Collins was only out at training camp, like what one practice? I don't last even year. think he did. He, did a, he, he did, was out there he for he a little, little bit. bit. What he did, did he get on the
0: field yes. like in a team situation? I'm not sure about team. I don't think so. He was definitely. I went back individual. and
2: looked at my notes. He did because okay. it's in this notebook. But not he, much. He got out there for it was like four snaps though, Mick. Yeah, it was. He was, not. he was
1: trying to push through this hip thing, yeah. and they've just decided we've got to do something.
0: So, and yeah. and then and then you got to remember Travis Frederick wasn't there, that, you know, right? And They're there were a lot of questions around him. that too. Right? And, and and so you know, all of a sudden, everybody just assumed Joe Looney was your starting center. I guarantee you, had they had an off season in preseason, Biotis would have beat him out by time the season opener i think, think i'd agree do you think it was weird that when tyler got healthy they didn't put him back in down the stretch last year? yes i do but he got healthy and then okay now he's can put a uniform on but was he ready to play and then maybe for continuity sake they had so many changes they, they yeah. said mm-hmm. okay let's leave looney in there yeah. i think he had won the job in those four starts that he had or he I, and i think he he played the majority of two other games yep. in a relief role well to me, it's like when we talked about Randy Gregory
1: at defensive end. What they haven't done at center tells me it's Tyler Biotis' job. Yeah,
2: absolutely. 100%. I yeah. don't think
0: there's any yeah. question.
2: The, it's the backup question, the backup, Mark. It's, it's the, the depth, depth. that's sure. the issue at And the we moment. found
0: out last year how important that is, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Un- unfortunately for them.
2: I felt really good about this last segment about the offensive line until you said that, but... But compared it to last year, now I don't feel that great anymore. Uh, That's going to do it here for us on Talking Cowboys. Hope you enjoyed the last 45 minutes with us. We're having some fun out here in Oxnard. We will be back on Tuesday. Plenty more practice to talk about and plenty more uh, as we get closer and closer to padded practices that start next week as well. Don't forget the can of corn. Yep, can of corn. Hurt yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. For Rob Phillips, for Mickey Spagnola, I'm Kyle Yeomans. That'll do it for us. We'll see you next time on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
0: How
1: about this, Cowboys? Yeah!